Welcome back to the Writer's Advice episode, everyone. I am so excited to share another, another really great guest with you and just dive into all the inspiration and more than that, the advice and the action. And hopefully this gives you a little bit of just... I don't know, just just those really feel-good vibes if you need a moment to step away from your writing, if you need um, to feel seen and heard and to, um, it's almost like a chat with another author. So I'm very, very excited to share this episode with you. I also have some more exciting advice, uh, not advice, I have some exciting information that I cannot wait to share with you. And it is, that's my really um, pathetic drum roll. I need something better than that. <laughs> um, my brand new book is coming out very soon on the 25th of October and today right now is the first time that I am widely speaking about this so thank you for listening in my brand new book is called manifest so it is a new adult YA book that is all about friendship and life and um, the journey that it takes us on, essentially, it is a very coming-of-age story. It's a rom-com. It's a feel-good. I like to say it's Legally Blonde meets Abraham Hicks. It's the Australian um, rom-com chick flick movie that you didn't get when when you were young um, growing up in the 90s or if you're young now and you just want to dive into something really fun. It's... Um, it's a really great adventure and I'm going to be sharing so much more on this in the coming weeks. But if you want to learn any more about it, you can also join my Patreon um, subscription. So you, if you join um, my Patreon, you get a couple of chapters of each of my books before it actually launches. So you get three chapters, um, two to three chapters a week of every up and coming book and it's only six dollars a month and when you do join you get my whole backlist as well so you know you can read as much as you want during that time um for the month or or stay and join and um see everything else that I have got coming up as well you can also pre-order manifest now up on my website oliviahillia.com or you can just grab the first couple of free pages that is on my website as well um which I will put in these show notes if you want to know more about the book if you want to know more about the podcast if you want to chat to me about absolutely anything I am mostly active on Instagram which is at oliviahillia author and I cannot wait to chat with you there about all things writing and more but right now I'm going to show you a I'm going to share with you a really great episode um with a very exciting author so let's get into it welcome back listeners I am very excited because on this episode of the writer's advice podcast I am joined by romance author Candy Steiner thank you so much for joining us today Candy thanks for having me I'm stoked to be here now, I have so many questions I want to ask you about your whole career and all the books that you have underneath your belt. But the first question I want to ask is, when did you first know that you were a writer? I've been writing since I was literally a little kid. I remember it started with writing poetry about boys in the third grade. So not much has changed. <laughs> <laughs> I love um, that. But I, I really found my love for it uh, through middle school and high school. I wrote journalism. I wrote fiction 
and I wrote nonfiction. And uh, by the time I went to college, I knew that I wanted to do something with writing. So I declared English creative writing as one of my majors. Um, and that's really when I discovered that I, I had a love for writing novels. And uh, when I graduated, it just happened to be when the indie romance boom was really taking off. This was in 2012. And so I just kind of dove right in head first. That's amazing. So did you have a book? Did you have some manuscripts when you were like, this is what I'm going for? Or that's when you started writing on your first book? Or how did it, how did it go from there? Yeah, so I actually primarily wrote nonfiction when I was in college. That's totally where I thought my career was going to take me. Um, and then when I graduated, I started reading for pleasure again and not having to read all the books I was assigned to read as part of my curriculum. I totally fell into the indie romance world. And I just loved that there were so many women breaking the rules, writing books that we had never read before. And I was like, I want a piece of this. So I got an idea for my first romance book when I was in the shower and I just kind of got out and wrote down a bunch of notes. And then I told my best friend while we were standing in line to see the last Twilight movie, I said, I am going to write a book and publish it by my 24th birthday. And she was like, oh, cool. And then I just did it. And the rest is history. Oh my gosh. I love that. I love that. There's so many places. There's so many questions I have to ask you from that, particularly when you said indie and breaking the rules. So keeping your art to yourself, was that something genuinely that you're like, no, this is, you knew that from the start, this is something that I need to keep my own. So I, you know, you have your own creative freedom that way. Yeah, I was definitely from the get-go very aware of how type A I am and how much I like to be in control. Um, and so I really, I've never queried an agent. I have never tried to um, try to sell my books to a publisher um, other than I did have a little bit of a trial with Montlake uh, a few years ago where I tried to sell to them, but even then I wasn't happy. And so I just continued on my own. So it's uh, for me, I just really love being in control of what my books look like on the outside, as well as what they feel like on the inside. And I'm one of those rare people that I enjoy social media. So I like representing my books online and being able, I want to tell people what my books are about. I don't want to depend on a marketing team that's faceless to do that for me. Yeah. A hundred percent. You get to be your own voice and you get to put it out there and have it perceived exactly exactly how you made it and why you made it so I I think that's really really great and you said that you had your first idea in the shower I think a lot of people can relate to that but where do your ideas come from now when you get an idea that you're like yes I'm jumping on that and I need to get that started where does all your creativity come from now Oh gosh, a little bit of everywhere. I, I always say my biggest advice to any writer is to get out and live life. Like, you know, I have this whole spiel that I give about, you know, take a different way to work, travel somewhere you've never been before, even if it's just down the street, um, talk to strangers, get your heart broken, break someone's heart in return, right? All of these things have to happen, in my opinion, for you to really be able to write about them and feel them and understand them um, in a way that we can't do from just researching behind our computer. Um, so I love to travel and just kind of open 
myself up to new experiences. I love talking to people. If my fiance was here, he would tell you that <laughs> I could like talk to a brick wall or a paper bag. I just, I love talking to people and I, I'm not afraid to ask very personal questions uh, very early on in meeting people. And I just give them the disclaimer that anything you say can, will be used against you in a fictional work of art. So they know <laughs> that nothing is safe. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I love that so much. And it, it is, I think, you know, if you have that writer style brain, particularly it, like with the characters that you write, you need to make them, I would say you're a character driven person. Would you say you're a character driven person? <laughs> yeah. Definitely, you need yeah. to make them very realistic, right? You need to put these emotions in there and to be able to have seen that in someone else and to be able to be out in the world and, and um, feel it for yourself, but also people read, I guess that's the apprenticeship of creating something like like your books yeah definitely and I think you know it also opens you up to stuff that you can't think of without being exposed to it first right like you can think of an idea and then research it and make it come to life but some of my best books I think were inspired by something that happened or that I saw or that I heard and then got the idea and then started researching it. So it wasn't something I already had planted in my head. It was something that happened that sort of sparked the idea. Um, great example, my book, Say Yes, uh, was a combination of two things. One of them was being in Florence with my fiance, who was my boyfriend at the time. And we were walking around and we saw all these college students who were traveling abroad wearing like FSU hoodies and stuff. And we were just kind of talking about, oh, it must be so exciting to travel abroad and like study abroad and be here in this, um, like, what do you think would happen if they met this person or that person? And then uh, a few months later, I watched Before Sunrise with him, which is basically just a movie about two characters spending a night together and like talking the whole time. Yeah. Um, and it's very humanizing, just very, uh, it's, it's beautiful, very artistic. And so I got the inspiration for say yes, to write a book about these, um, these kids who are studying art in Florence. And it's kind of like this grumpy sunshine situation, kind of enemies to lovers, but they spend a night together where she has promised herself. She will say yes to anything that she runs into when she walks outside the door that night. And she just so happens to run into him first. And so he's sort of taking her on this adventure through Florence and introducing her to all these things that she has to say yes to, um, which is very out of character for her. Um, and I loved that. I would have never had the idea for that book if I hadn't been wandering the street in Florence and just ran into a kid in an FSU hoodie. And then I just started wondering about his life, you know? Yeah, that is so beautiful. When you're like in the depths or say you finish a novel, do you have this urge to travel? It's like, okay, now I've got to go in and <laughs> now I've got to go out on an adventure of life again. And then, um, you know, sit down and write. I had that during COVID where I was like, okay, COVID's really great. Um, I will say from Australia, I didn't, I didn't leave it, leave it anywhere else. We didn't, we weren't super locked down here, but I was like, oh, now I'm forced to sit down and write. And then I can spend all the other times going out exploring, waiting for the waiting for the next one. So is that yeah. kind of how you you go about it? Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, I go through stints of being like, I need inspiration. So I know I need to sort of like step away. And then I have stints where I'm like, I, I'm already full of inspiration and I'm ready to write. Um, so I'm I'm definitely at that point. Like I have been writing like a mad woman this year. 
because my fiance and I leave in literally two days to go get married and we're going to Austria and Switzerland and Italy. And so I've kind of been pushing and writing these books that have been just brewing in me um, and I'm getting them out and I'm like, oh, I can feel that the tank is kind of empty and it's like the perfect timing to go on an adventure. (laughs) You can just, that's gone, that's done. You can tick that off and then you can open your mind to the rest of the world of everything that you're about to um, see and experience. So that is so some people can do it both at the same time, right? Like some people can be inspired while they're also creating. And I'm definitely like, I'm in one head head space or another. I'm either totally like taking everything in and sort of taking notes and figuring out what my ideas are, or I am in the process of writing it, which is not always fun, right? Like there's a lot of discipline that comes with writing. And so you can't be as like airy and floaty when you're writing, you have to be more of like in your business brain and your discipline brain, you know? Absolutely. And with that, what does your average routine when you're writing something look like? So if I'm actively writing, I always try to get my writing done first. Um, I'm successful with this probably about 70% of the time, but I have, sorry, that's my cat. She's so nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, But I have found that if I don't get my writing done when my brain is fresh, it typically takes me longer. It's more frustrating. It's not my best work. So I like to get up. I usually go for a walk. I meditate. I make my coffee. I sit down and maybe do a little bit of like journaling. And then I just dive straight into my manuscript. So I try not to open any social media Mm -hmm. or open any text messages, anything that will sort of like take me out of that zone of being with my story. And I will read over what I wrote the day before to kind of get back into the story where I was, and then I'll continue writing for it. I am a chronological writer, so I I write in order. Um, And so typically I will try to write anywhere from like 2000 to 4,000 words a day. It just depends on what scenes I'm writing and how it's flowing. Um, and that's because I, I'm very fortunate that now at this point in my career, I write full-time. So it wasn't like this when I was working full-time and trying to write at that point, it was like, you know, 10 o'clock at night. And I would just try to squeeze whatever I could out in the last couple hours of the day. So when you were doing that though, I want to take back to that, that, um, candy, when she was like, by 24, I'm going to put my book out there. (laughs) When you're working super hard, you know, until 10 o'clock at night, did you always have that feeling or that knowing or that dream that, yeah, this is going to be able to be my daily routine? You know, I am going to be able to get up, go for a walk, meditate, and then sit into do exactly what I want to create every day. Yeah. I mean, I think I think there was a lot of hard times, a lot of hard times, Mm -hmm. personally, professionally, that, you know, it's, they sort of wear on you as a writer, but I have always been an eternal optimist. I just, in my brain and in my mind, especially when I was younger, you could not tell me there was something I couldn't do. (laughs) And so as I was working, you know, what kind of started as a hobby or what I thought would be a hobby, I quickly saw like, I could make this happen. I could totally make this work. I just need to get people to read my books and I need to make my books better. Like I definitely think once I humbled myself and said, you're not a great writer fresh out of college, you still need a little bit of work. That was really nice. Cause then I could open myself up to being critiqued and listening to my beta readers and my editors to make my work even better. Mm-hmm. Um, and so my fifth book that I published was Weightless. And that was my first bestseller. And that book took me the longest to write. It was the hardest to edit, but it 
all paid off. And that was like really what fueled me and made me realize that if I took the highest bit of my energy and put it into my writing, that I could really accomplish something. Um, but it's been ups and downs. Like even after you like quote unquote hit it or make it, it doesn't mean you stay there. You might have one book hit the bestseller and then no one ever reads you again. It is an active business to, to stay in readers' minds. And so to me, that was the biggest challenge that I felt like I really rose to was once I had my readers, I feel like I did a good job of keeping them because I, I wanted to make sure that they understood how thankful I was for them and how many stories I still had for them. And instead of it being like a business, like a, like a, I'm a business, you're a customer relationship. It was more like, we're all friends. We all love reading. We all love romance. And like, let's hang out online together forever. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you create a whole community around the stories that you're creating. That's um, that's really beautiful and so true. What were some of the, what have been some of the hardest parts of your writing journey, and some advice from that that you would pass on to some up and coming writers? Oh gosh, I've had so many. Um, I guess my one of my biggest pieces of advice, other than the get out and live, right, is yeah. um to make sure you define success. Um, and what that looks like to you, and then be willing to be flexible with it. Um, and what I mean is like, everybody has a different uh, point in their mind of what they think makes a book successful. For some people, finishing the book is success. Um, that was me when I first started, like just getting it done and publishing it was a huge success to me. Um, but as you complete goals, you might find yourself changing them. And that's totally fine. Um, but be honest about what you want so that you don't feel disappointed and start to put this negative energy and negative weight on your writing. If you want it to be your livelihood, then you have to drop some of that creative mind and really think with your business mind and think, okay, how do I make my book sell? That's what's most important to me. If it's most important to you to really write a story you love and write something that means a lot to you, then your success is going to be not defined by your financial income. And that's a beautiful thing too. So just being honest with yourself about what you want, like, do you want money? And you're just, this is what you want to tie to your creativity is this sort of financial pressure, or do you just want to write? And if it happens, cool. And if it doesn't, that's fine too. Um, I think that's really important for writers, especially indie writers. Um, and I would also say just, I mean, for everybody, spend time on your craft, spend time on this thing that means a lot to you. Um, and don't, don't be afraid to kind of tell your ego to take a back seat and let yourself get better. Um, it's not a bad thing to have a bad rough draft. It's not a bad thing to have a lot of work to do in editing. It's a really good thing if you can open yourself up to it. Absolutely. That is so true. And yeah, getting clear on what you want. I think yeah, whatever someone wants when they're writing is completely different to what the next person does and and it all looks different just just as the art does. So I think that's really, really beautiful advice. Do you have any books um, or any courses or any things that you've done over the time that you would recommend to um, up-and-coming writers, whether it's about the craft or the business side? Um, sorry. Right. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, I do. Uh I have done a couple of courses with the writers atelier. So you can see sort of my marketing advice from a while ago. Gosh, now it's been like, it's pre-pandemic advice. Yeah. So um, it might be a little dated, but a lot of it is still really um, accurate to what I believed. 
day. Um, I've also done a couple of uh, InkersCon presentations. So if you go to InkersCon or go to their website, I have some stuff there. Um, And also on my website, if you go to Ramblings, there's writing advice there, character depth charts, things like that. And on my Instagram under my IGTV, you can see all of my wrangling the writers videos, um, which is basically just, I took a question. I got kind of have to follow your gut and go with what's speaking to you. So ask yourself what your question is, and then you can figure out where to go from there. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I will make sure that all those links are in the show notes. So everyone has that and um, has a place to go to. Thank you so much for joining us today, Candy. This has been such a beautiful, inspiring, but also very truthful and some really, really, really great advice conversation. Can you give us, do you have any um, little hints of what's next, what's next coming up for you, your next release? Is there anything that you can can, um, share with listeners? Yeah. Yeah. So my next release is quarterback sneak. And this is book three in my like series of interconnected standalones, uh, that follows a college football team in, uh, Boston. And so this is the quarterback and everyone has been dying for Holden's story since I introduced him in the first book. So it's been really, really fun writing him. It's uh, a reverse grumpy sunshine. He's the quarterback. She's the coach's daughter. So it's got that forbidden angsty element. Um, and it's also a, a tribute, I guess, to like my more emotional side of writing. They both sort of have a traumatic past and they kind of find healing in each other. And it's been a while since I've written a really good one of those. So um, I really enjoyed it. And I, I'm just so excited. That comes out on October 19th. Perfect. Excellent. I'll make sure that's all in there as well. Awesome. Thank you so much, Handy. And good luck. Well, not good luck. Like, I don't know. What's the word? Congratulations. Do I say congratulations already? Yeah. Before you've got congratulations <laughs> and also good luck. <laughs> you don't need it. You'll be fine. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. Thanks for joining me on another episode of the Writer's Advice Podcast. If you loved this, please share it with your friends who you also think would really enjoy and really benefit from all the inspiration that was in this episode, or give us a five-star review on your favorite listening app on where you found us. It really helps us share with more people, more writers, more authors, and share these authors' incredible stories. So thanks, guys, and until next time, I will chat to you then.